The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Yes, here I am. Welcome, moms. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we do encourage moms. We do focus on your amazing value as a mother in this world, because it often gets overlooked. People forget how important you are and what you do. All right, here's the question of the day. Do you want to be happier Do you ever feel like the messiness of mom life distracts you from focusing on what really matters? Uh, Maybe daily chaos and disappointment pulls down your heart. Do you crave something to make your heart happy? All right, so that's four questions, probably three or four. But the good news is that we've got some unique help to make your mom heart happy today. We have beloved author, speaker, and podcaster Trisha Goyer back on the show She's in the Channel Mom house to talk about her book, Heart Happy. Let's get happy again. That's all coming up in just one minute on Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard, aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Yay, welcome back, moms, dads, kids, pets, llamas, anybody who's, I don't know why I came up with llamas. I have friends who own llamas. All right, a shout out to the moms who join us from all over the country. I'm really grateful for you guys. I I, I hope that uh, this show is a blessing to you. We're grateful that you join us in Oklahoma, Omaha, and Lincoln, Nebraska, Little Rock, also now in Springfield, Illinois, Colorado Springs, Idaho, and then right here in Denver, Colorado. Also, welcome to our podcast listeners. Be sure to tell your friends that we are, you know, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Apple, Google Podcasts, Podbean. Please check us out there. Quick uh, shout out. I do not want to steal the thunder of Trisha, who has written more books 
I don't. I, I was going to say than God, but that's probably disrespectful. <laughs> but she has an enormous number of books under her belt. But let's talk for a second about my new book. It's called Mom, You're Amazing, Changing the World One Life at a Time. You can order it at momyouramazing.com or find it on Amazon. It really is an encouragement for a mother's soul. I've been reading the, the reviews on Amazon, and moms say it really has helped them re, you know, be reminded of how important they are and how significant their job is and, and some tips to, to get them to that next stage. So, all right, here we go. I have, I, I said to Trisha, it's been 14 years, which was an exaggeration, but I think it's been like seven or eight years. Trisha, way too long. I know, I know. Thank you for saying so. You got to come back more often. Trisha Goyer, she's a busy mom, mother of 10, grandmother of Minnie, and wife to John. In the middle of all that, Trisha has published 75 books to date and more than 500 articles. She's also a USA Today bestselling author, and her new book, Heart Happy. Staying Centered in God's Love During Chaotic Circumstances. That's what we're going to talk about on the show today. Welcome to Channel Mom, Trisha. Jenny, it's so great to be back. I always just love talking with you so much. Oh, thank you. for You're not just saying that, Trisha. I'm not just saying that. Okay. I do enjoy it every time. Okay, thank you, sweetie. All right, let's get to our show setup soundbite. That's where we introduce today's show with a little cute soundbite. So since your book is called Heart Happy, let's go with this. Okay, what person is not made more happy by the sound of baby laughter? Isn't that awesome? Oh, it's so cute. It is. It's contagious. All right, so I, I wanted to set up the show because I have a feeling with all that we've been through, and, and you know, this is like a mantra on the, uh, you know, for all of us, but with all that we've been through in the last two years, for what, you know, the tragedies our nation has gone through just in the last several weeks, mm-hmm. we, we can't imagine being happy in some ways. And, and with all the burdens that every mom faces in her individual lives. So I want you, if, if you don't mind me saying it this way, Tricia, to, to kind of start with your mess, which, which you start with in the book. And um, just kind of explain where you came from and, and then and, and, and the mess that you thought would make you never happy again. And, and then you went through a second round of mess. So I, I just want you to go for like six or seven minutes to talk about how you started out at 17 with, with a mess and then met another one years later. Just go ahead and tell folks about your background. Absolutely. Well, I was actually born to a single mom. I didn't know my biological dad till I was 28 and raised by my mom and my stepdad. And he was very distant. I call him the, you know, the, the personal lazy boy that w- really wouldn't give us very much attention, uh, me and my younger brother. And then I started looking for love in all the wrong places. So here I was just hungry for love and attention, became sexually active at a young age, um, became pregnant as a teen and had a baby at 17, which I will come back to that. But even before that, at 15, I chose to have an abortion, which mm-hmm. is something I really regret. Um, I you know, was told that, you know, it could be solved. You don't have to worry about this anymore. You could go on with your life tomorrow and didn't realize the pain and the shame and the regret that I would carry for so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then found myself the same boyfriend pregnant again two years later knew I wanted to have this baby and was just so embarrassed. I was honor roll student. I was cheerleader, um, dating the 
quarterback of the football team, and I ended up dropping out of school, dropping out of life. My friends went on with their lives. My boyfriend had a new girlfriend <sighs> within a matter of weeks and found myself completely depressed and alone. And I remember just sleeping till noon. I only had a couple credits because I'd been an honor student that I didn't have to finish that much, so I did let me finish it at home and would just sleep and watch soap operas. And um, it was during that time, I remember I was about six months along waking up and I had gone to church. My mom became a Christian when I was in about second grade. And so we had gone to church. She was a very new Christian. It wasn't like we had family devotions or Bible reading, but I had gone to church. And I remember thinking back to that Sunday school teacher and, you know, the song, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know. Um, and also during that time, my mom and my grandma's Bible study group started reaching out to me. They said they were going to give me a baby shower, which is amazing because they weren't like turning their back on me, even though like my friends and my boyfriend had my uh, pastor's wife would come over and she'd want to pray with me. And I had such a hard heart. I would turn my back on her because I was just so embarrassed and so ashamed. And she would sit in the corner of the room and she would pray. And I remember thinking, if those women still love me and still care about me, maybe God does too. And there I was, 17, six months pregnant, wrapped my arms around my stomach, and I I prayed very eloquently, (laughs) or not. Um, God, I have screwed up big time. If you can do anything with my life, please do. And I just remember feeling such hope, like that could have a future, that God was going to be there. This lightness in my heart that hadn't been there before. I remember getting up and reading my Bible and the words jumping off the page. Like before we go to church and I'm just sitting there and it's just whatever. The words are like not not sinking in. And after I just remember reading God's Word and going to church and here I am, big stomach, going to church and just praising God and just completely my life at that moment was set towards God. And uh, my son was born um, about a month before I turned 18 and he was this beautiful, sweet little baby. And then um, I started praying for a future husband. I prayed for God to bring someone for me and bring a dad that would you know, be there for my son and someone who would love God. That was my number one thing I was seeking. And uh, my mom and the pastor's wife started talking and her son was four and a half years older. And, you know, she called my mom and said, well, if John asked Trisha out, would she go? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a you know, wonderful Christian guy. He'd been in the Marine Corps. He was out now, and um, we started dating when Corey was just this tiny baby. So God truly answered that prayer for this amazing husband. We got married when Corey was only nine months old, and we've been married 32 years. So, um, And and you know what? How beautiful, because Corey only ever knew John as his dad. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. he's been there from right—I mean, he was a tiny baby. In fact, they had this um, church— ceremony like celebrating adoption and they had people stand if you've been adopted or have adopted and you know we had a, we've adopted kids which i will talk about that too but Corey sat there and i'm like why is he sitting there because john you know legally adopted him later and after the service and he was in his 20s at this time he's like mom i totally forgot i was adopted because <laughs> like, he's only known john he's only john's been there since he was a tiny baby and it wasn't until after the service that it like oh yeah wait <laughs> I <was> adopted. <laughs> but that's that's beautiful so i'm going to say that that was sort of your first stage 
of of getting to a happier heart because you you God took your shame, you felt forgiven, you felt loved, you felt treasured, you felt hope. And and so at age 17, in the middle of being pregnant, after having had an abortion, God, God brought you to a level of happiness. And you, you, you very wisely say that you sort of love the title of this book because it's, it's kind of an anti-religious title because people say, no, you can only have joy in the Lord. You don't find happiness. That's the wrong yeah. term. So, so tell me why you wanted specifically to say happy. Well, when you start looking at Bible translations, the words happy and blessed, it's the same root word. So in some versions of the Bible, it's translated blessed. Blessed is the man who walks in the Lord's way. You know, happy is the man. It's the same thing. Mm. And if you go to the root of that word, it's Esher, E-S-H-E-R, and it means to walk on the straight path. It's actually an active verb. So the world has hijacked the word happy. You think happy is a vacation to Cancun. I lost 10 pounds. I got a new purse. We think that's what happy. No, happy and blessed are walking in the Lord's ways in an active manner. And that's where it comes from. So that's really like, I'm going to use happy. And, and some people say, I don't like that word. I mean, we even got people that want to endorse the book. They say, well, I'll, I'll read it, but I'm not sure. Because I always tell people, you know, we don't want to speak happiness. And then they read the book and they said, oh, my goodness. I, my eyes have been opened that God tells us to be happy, to be blessed, to walk in His way. But it's just that the world has completely taken over the Word and uses it for something that is not biblical at all. Well, thank you for taking it back. I, I And did you say that, is it Esher, did you say? What did you say? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I will remember that. Um, because, yeah. because now we're going to get to the next stage. And this is something that I struggle with and I think most moms struggle with. Because you lived a happy life in God, you had your biological kids, you were, you lived by what you did, you were an incredible mother, you were a speaker, an author, and celebrated, and then you decided to become a foster mom, and, and to adopt children, right? I don't even know, were you fostering before you adopted? Yeah, so we adopted them from foster care. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and what happened, and I'm kind of coining my own term for this, but circumstances stole your happiness and mm-hmm. your joy. And I think that happens to so many of us, Trisha. And I'm going to list a couple of things, and then I want you to talk about how you got overwhelmed by your circumstances, and it robbed you of happiness, and you had to, you know, crawl your way back, nails scratching to get back to <laughs> happiness with, you know. And and I think that happens to so many of us. I've had a struggle this week where I thought, you know, all the things I'm doing, nothing's coming to good, nothing's happening, God's not answering mm-hmm. my prayers, why is there so much pain in the world, why are my kids not doing well, you know, all that stuff. And you get completely bogged down by your your circumstances, and you can't understand how you can truly have true happiness and joy in the Lord. And I know it's a thing, but somehow we get blinded to it. We don't have our focus on God. We don't have our focus on his blessing. We don't have our focus on Jesus and all the good that he has in our lives for us to do and to get in the sense of living in him is joy in and of itself, right? And so I want you to talk about how mamas with our circumstances because of what you went through can get so bogged down and not be able to find joy because you know what? We're depending on our circumstances circumstances to give us joy. It's a really hard thing to get past. Absolutely. And so we adopted one first from a a birth mom. So it was a private adoption. And then we adopted two more from foster care, ages two and five. And I thought we were done. And God so clearly put in our heart. I remember the church service where he put in my mind, uh, adopt sibling groups of teen girls. 
And I'm like, went to the car. I was bawling. And I'm like, we're supposed to adopt a sibling group of teen girls. My husband's like, I know. Like, God spoke the same thing in his heart, too. So we ended up calling this organization that's local. She's like, the sibling group of four girls, their names just came to us yesterday. They just had a failed adoption. We saw their photos. They're Hispanic. And they all looked like me. It was really crazy. Cause oh, really? When, I, when we adopted, I'm like, any, any race. It doesn't matter. And these girls, we just knew. Um, but... They had been in foster care for six years. They had trauma before that. They had a failed adoption right before it, before us. And I was thinking, my love, you know, I'm going to homeschool them. <laughs> like, yeah. this is going to be a transformation. And so much anger, so much. I mean, their hearts had walls around them. Some of them still have these major walls. I'm still trying to, yeah. to get over. But so much pain, so much trauma, so much anger in our home. I found myself getting angry. Um, which I never would consider myself an angry person, but when I see them, just someone screaming in your face, and I learn yeah. how to have to control my anger, how to still be kind. I mean, you know, you're not my mom, and I hate you, and slam doors in the face. I mean, just over and over, the dailiness of it. And just, you know, again, we had the little kids, so we adopted little kids and then these teenagers, and I'm still trying to take care of the little kids and teenagers, and we have adult kids that are getting married and yeah. kids. And I remember, I mean, for a time, I was mad at God because I was like, I am doing what you called me to do. Like, it was so clear in my spirit. Um, and so this is what you had for me to have kids like screaming in my face and right. all these challenges. And I remember being completely overwhelmed. The house was always a mess and there was always chaos and someone was always angry. And I was, you know, the verbal abuse of teenage girls towards my mother it was like so hitting my heart. And I remember one day just breaking down in my, my laundry room. There's a five foot pile of laundry the house is a mess we just had conflict and I'm like I can't do this like and, and I just wanted to run and I've never been that way before like let me get in the car let me just drive and see where I end up because it is too much and in that moment in that laundry room that still small voice of God said and I love you just as much and I was like what like <laughs> in my mind even if you have laundry even if you feel overwhelmed even if you aren't achieving anything I love you just as much. And I, I really think I had to get to that low point because I am such a people pleaser, you know, always trying to please yeah. my stepdad and my mom and trying to get approval. I was the oldest, I'm the oldest kid and grandkid and trying to get books published and get noticed and all this stuff. I got to the point where I had nothing. I had nothing to give anyone. I was completely exhausted. I was emotionally spent. I was spiritually drained. And to have God whisper in my ear, I love you just as much. And I was like this overwhelming, just love and peace. And I saw him as just that loving father. He didn't need me to do anything for him. He was just there. And that really was a happiness that I had not experienced before. And it didn't come from circumstances because at the time, circumstances were horrible. <laughs> but yes. it came from depending in God and knowing he loved me and crawling up into his lap and accepting that love 
that had been there waiting for me all along. All and for all of us. And and you touched on something yeah. that I want to go back to very quickly, and then I want to get to a couple of your 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 points, like the secret of surrender. But you talked about how you were saying hello, you know, hello God, I am doing what you called me to do. And and I and I, that was a place I was in a couple of days ago where I thought I'm doing all this and I don't see any fruit and I don't see why it's not coming true. And and I have promises from God too. He's whispered promises to me just as He's whispered them to you. But but the thing that He most wants us to know is that it's all okay in him that that, that all yeah. the stuff he has that all the promises he has that have to do with activities or adoption or whatever that that's not the primary thing the primary thing is him and and his most profound promise which is that he loves us forever and he will love us forever and and heaven awaits and so really in the end nothing is wrong right if we really just believe that the most perfect promise which is that he's forgiven us he will love us forever and we get to live with him forever right so if we really lived in that on a daily basis <laughs> nothing's wrong now now i just think about those moms and dads in texas right now and what they've been mm-hmm. through and i think how would we tell that to them that nothing's wrong because they just lost their precious babies but in the end right if we really believe god He's going to work all things together for good if we love him, right? And so I know I keep saying right. I just, I just, I so. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you, yes. yes. <laughs> I so believe where you're trying to go with this. That, that if we could, and I know bad things happen. I went through breast cancer. Bad things happen. But, but God was there and it wasn't traumatic and he loved me through it, right? And so I just want you to have the final five minutes right now to say, how does a mom get there today? How does she fully surrender to the love of God in the midst of the chaos and the midst of the circumstances that she doesn't like in a way that will make her happy? Yeah. And I think surrendering comes with faith, believing that God is there and that we can turn to him and that he loves us completely. Cause we're not going to surrender if we think someone is, you know, one's bad for us or one's evil for us, but we have to truly trust in God. And when we were going through all these, tra- this trauma training, um, our little guy, we had no bond with him. He came, he was in foster care his whole life from moved from place to place. They were in 12 different houses moved around. He did not know how to bond. And we took him to therapy and the therapist says, this is what I want you to do. For five minutes a day, I want you to sit down with him in a room away from everyone. I want you to get out some toys that are just for that time, and I want you to play with him. And I want you to focus on what he's doing. I want you to repeat what he says, and I want you to praise him. And I'm like, okay, this is crazy. Like, are we going to do timeout solutions? (laughs) Or, like, tell me how to get this kid to obey. But he'd be sitting there, and I'd say, oh, Casey, you were lining up the cars. And he'd say, blue car. And I'd say, blue car. And he'd say, red car. And i repeat, red car. And I'd say, you know, he had me a card and said, thank you. Good job for sharing. You are doing such a good job. And what I realized was the therapist needed me to connect with him, and he needed the, the, my child to connect with me. And it was that five minutes a day of seeing what he's doing, of repeating what he says, and praising him that built that bond. And I think we, we say we love God, and we say we believe in him, and we have faith in him, and we know he has good plans for us. But daily, we're not spending that time to connect with God. And even five minutes a day, if we go to his word and say, oh, God, I, this morning I was doing it. I read that you know, the Lord is compassionate and he wants us to have compassion for others. And I thought of Bible stories where he was compassionate. The woman at the well with Zacchaeus, with Nicodemus. I thought about Jesus' compassion. I thanked him for his compassion. I prayed that he was would help me be compassionate to my kids, even when they're doing things that I don't want them to do. And it probably took five minutes as I'm laying in bed, reading that scripture, 
thinking about all those things, but it takes that bonding with God. It takes that bonding and knowing His heart and knowing His love. Otherwise, we're just going through our day. We're not connecting with Him. We don't have the faith that He is good for us, and so why are we going to open our hearts to Him? And so I just encourage people, even if it's five minutes, even if it's three minutes, meditate on His Word. Read a scripture verse or a chapter. See what He's doing. Repeat it back, what you see Him doing, and praise Him. And I guarantee your life will begin to change, and you'll begin to trust Him more, and your heart will be happy, because even when circumstances are going wrong, you will see that He is good, and He is there, and He loves you completely. Yeah, just like in the laundry room. I I still, I love you, still, in the midst of this, you know. What was the sentence that He said to you? I love you just as much? Um, I love you just as much. Yeah. I love you just as much, and I could hear, I love you just as much. If the house is messy or the house is clean, if you got dinner on the table or you're eating hot dogs, <laughs> you know, yeah. if, whatever it is, if you finished your book or you didn't and you have to ask for more time, like whatever it is, I love you just as much. You don't have to please me. You don't have to do anything. My love for you is just as much, just as great as when you're on the floor in the fetal position, which I've been before. Yeah. Overwhelmed. And yeah. He loves me just as he much. He loves you just as much. And I, and I, I, I sometimes say, you know, we don't get Jesus until we get Jesus, you know, because half, mm. half the world doesn't get Jesus. But but it, it's what I would say is what happens for me is that fear interrupts what God is showing mm-hmm. me because I, I spend an hour in my prayer chair every morning and he tells me beautiful, wonderful things and he shows me his love. And then I walk away and I think, but but what if? But what if this? Go-? And the thing is, we can't let those other voices interrupt yeah. his voice. And, and, I, and I love that you're drawing us back to his voice because that is where true happy is. All right, we got to go. So I want you to tell people, precious Trisha, how do they find this book and how do they find you? Um, well, my website's just trishagoyer.com, Heart Happy, and all my other books are there. Information is there or any place books are sold. They can find Heart Happy. I'm also very active on both Facebook and Instagram, and I love connecting with people. I know you do. And, and thank you for doing what you're doing for those children. Thank you for the, the mother and grandmother that you are. But, but thank you more than that for sharing how much God loves all of us. I really appreciate that. Well, thank you for having me. All right, sweetie, take care. You too. All right. All right. So here we go. This is the time in the show that I thank you for all you do as a mom, because I think sometimes you're sacrificing. And like I was saying, you're not seeing fruit and you're not, you know, being appreciated and you feel overworked and underappreciated. And I'm here to tell you that you are doing God's work as you raise up his children. Thank you for all you're doing. It's immensely important. And I appreciate it. And I'm sure God treasures what you're doing as you raise your babies. Remember to check us out at channelmom.org. If you want to be part of our big event at Bandamere, where you can raise a car down the quarter mile and you know raise some money for channel mom that's happening on june 30th check us out at or actually write us at info at channelmom.org info at channelmom.org to let us know you're interested in that we'd love to have you and if you need help tell somebody about channelmom.org or if they need help channelmom.org you can get help they can help get help you can pray for us donate to us yeah all that god bless you guys thanks so much for tuning in If Channel Mom Radio and Podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, 
We need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.